Welcome in, folks, to the We Know Fantasy DFS special. I'm joined by our boss, Nate. Nate, tell the people where they can find you. Hey, guys, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Okay, so this is our second week doing our DFS special here at the We Know Fantasy crew. Uh, we're going to run down. Uh, last week, we were joined by Justin. We're going to run down our results from last week, uh, what the players we had and what their points were and a total. This way, you give you an understanding of those possible points you could have had in the DFS lineup. So without further ado, I'll run down Justin since he's not here. Justin last week had, uh, for his locks had Austin Eckler, who had 9.7. He had DJ Chark, who had 11.5. His long shots were Boston Scott with 7.4. And Scotty Miller with thir- or, excuse me, 12.9. And his defense that he picked was the Detroit Lions, who had two points for a total of 43.5 for a DFS lineup. It's not a bad, it's not bad. Um, I'd like to see a little more points out of that, especially knowing that you probably still need a decent quarterback and everything. But overall, um, it wasn't bad. Nate, go ahead and let the people know your picks from last week and your results. All right. I struggled mightily last week in uh in um, DFS, you know, George Kittle was one of my locks against the Arizona Cardinals defense. It's uh, suspect against the tight end. He only had 9.3, but suffered an ankle injury or a knee injury in the first half and then was non-existent in the, uh, in the second half. Joe Mixon uh, kind of scripted out of that game, 5.1 points. My long toucher, Brian Edwards, had a lot of hope for this guy. Only had 1.9 points. Then Marlon Mack, of course, went down with a torn ACL, only had 8.6 points. But what, what I could hang my head on last week was my defensive pick. This was the cheapest defense you could possibly find on, on uh, DraftKings, at least. That was Washington at 18 points. So uh, a big W for me there, but everywhere else I uh, I uh, dropped the ball. Yeah, and they definitely, that Washington defense pick was, uh, that, I think that puts you in our DFS Hall of Fame already. <laughs> uh, so my picks last week, uh, my locks were Josh Jacobs, who had 35.9, Chris Godwin, who had 13.9, uh, my long shots were Irv Smith, who only had 2.1. I kind of have – I had higher expectations for him. Paris Campbell didn't have the two touchdowns that I guaranteed, but he did have 14 points. And I had the L.A. Chargers, who had 12 points for a total of 77.9. Uh, it's not that, – that's actually pretty decent for a DFS lineup, 77.9, especially if you were to do that lineup, you would have just needed a quarterback, another running back, um, and a flex play. Uh and I'm sorry, another wide receiver. If you could average 15 out of that and another 60 points, it gives you – puts you in a ballpark of like 137. You have a shot at finishing in the money with that. Uh, so this week, this is going to be the trend we're going to do each week on our DFS special. We're going to give you locks, uh, long shots, and a defense. So, Nate, go ahead and let the people know who your, lock, your first lock of the week is. All right, guys. I promised to make up for myself last week where I, you know, wasn't too good on DFS, but I think I have some great picks here. Uh, we'll start with my locks. My first one is Miles Sanders versus the Los Angeles Rams. He's six thousand in DF or in DraftKings and six eight hundred in FanDuel. I think that's a very uh, that's a very decent uh, you know amount for a, a player of Miles Sanders' ability. I know he's coming off the injury. This is his first game of the season. We didn't get to see him last week, but this uh, this Rams defense allowed Zeke for ninety six and a touchdown last week. Not saying Sanders is Zeke, but he's an elite talent. I think he can uh, do uh, his part in taking care of this Rams defense. Um, you know, the Eagles with that first week, uh, you know, heartbreaking loss to Washington. They need to do something right here and get Miles Sanders uh, involved early and often is what they need to do here uh, for some success against the Rams. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Zeke also called a touchdown as well in that game. Yep. Um, 
I think the whole Miles Sanders injury, I think they thought they overlooked the Washington football team last week and they figured they could scroll back Sanders for a week and let him sit and they could uh, escape with a win by using Boston Scott. And that, that, that plan kind of backfired on them. But like you said, 6,000 for a Miles Sanders who's going to, who should get a decent amount of volume against the Rams is a great price. So my first lock of the week is Dak Prescott. It's tough for me to take this, knowing that he's a Cowboy and I'm an Eagles fan. But Dak Prescott going against the Atlanta Falcons. On DraftKings, he's 6,800. And on FanDuel, he's 8,300. The Falcons got burnt last week by Russell Wilson, who had 300-plus yards and four touchdowns. This defense is soft. Uh, Cowboys are coming off of a loss against the Rams. I can just see the all three of the receivers uh, – uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb having decent games and possibly each of them having a touchdown in this game. What's your thoughts on that, Nate? Yeah, Dak Prescott was a guy I wanted to include in my locks for the week, but you got him. I just think the Cowboys need to have a big game this week. You know, that first round or that first week loss to the Rams in heartbreaking fashion with that questionable, uh, you know, pass interference call, um, offensive pass interference. I think they need to come back in a big way here and, uh, you know, handle this game, like you said, handling. And I think uh, all three of the receivers there, like you said, have great value. And of course, Zeke is too catching the ball in the backfield more than he has or have. Well, at least through week one, we've seen Zeke get more involved. So hopefully he is moving forward. And this is a, you know, a potent, potent Dallas Cowboys offense that you want to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, if the guy behind that, behind, at the helm of that is Dak Prescott. So my second lock of the week here is a wide receiver, Adam Thillian. He went off last week, 110 yards and six receptions and two touchdowns uh, against that Green Bay defense. That's pretty stout, honestly. This week he gets a Colts who, you know, we saw Gardner Minshew do very well against. So we can hope that this Vikings offense gets going. I know their defense is suspect, so we can assume they'll be uh, behind in games. They'll be playing from behind, uh, you know, trying to throw to catch up. And Adam Thillian is the, you know, number one target on this team by a long shot. And I think he has a great week against a Colts. 7,200 on DraftKings, a little steep here, if you're asking me. But I think you have to include this guy in your lineups this week. Yeah, definitely, Nate. Actually, when I saw that um, our research and you sent over to Adam Thielen, I kind of teetered on the Adam Thielen uh, this week for our lineup. And you kind of persuaded me to take go ahead and take him. I, understanding the volume he is going to get in this game. Uh, the Colts can be had. Um, Jackson, uh, Gardner Minshew threw for three touchdowns on him, so... Um, he is the number one target for Kirk Cousins. I can see Adam Thielen uh, coming out of this game with about 10 or 11 receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown. So I love the pick, Nate. Thank you. You actually persuaded me and talked me into putting Thielen in the lineup. Anytime, so, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. So my second one, second lock of the week, is going to be Austin Eckler versus the Kansas City Chiefs. He's 6,800 DraftKings, 6,900 in FanDuel. Now, Eckler had the volume so to speak, last week. He didn't score a touchdown. I see this game. I see the Chiefs up uh, probably double digits in the third and fourth quarter, and I see lots of dump-off passes from Tyrod Tower to Austin Eckler. I can see Eckler, and call me crazy, having about 15 catches in this game. Now, the yards might not be there. He may score a touchdown, but I do see volume in Eckler's favor because of game script going against the Chiefs. Yeah, the likes of Joshua Kelly... Um, and Justin Jackson, if you will, maybe phased out of this game early. Like you said, the Chiefs should be up uh, early on the on this Chargers team. So they'll play behind. And, and when you're playing behind, you want your best pass catching back in the game. That's definitely Austin Eckler. Um, you know, the Kansas City doesn't have the greatest of defense, but, you know, their secondary is okay. 
So, you know, those underneath passes there to Austin Eckler may be open all day. And this $6,500 on DraftKings and 69 actually on FanDuel is a very a very fair price for a player getting a Austin Eckler in a full PPR format like, you know, these DFS uh, are. So, guys, my final lock of the week. Hate to do it, Kenyon Drake versus Washington. Um, I just think this is a volume game. This game could be closer than what people want to give them to. The Cardinals have a chance here to jump up to a 2-0 uh, uh, start to the season um, after beating the 49ers last week. Drake was, you know, he had some volume. He had 16 carries for 60 yards in a score and had two targets, two receptions, only five yards there. Um, you know, we expect the Cardinals to get up here in Washington, but we, we thought that last week of uh, Philadelphia as well. But it is to assume that, you know, Kyler Murray and company will, will jump up to a lead, you know, run the ball uh, to try to get the – try to, you know – maintain that lead and maybe extend it. And uh, Kenyon Drake is definitely the guy you want there. And I just think the volume is too good there to ignore. Uh, let's see here. 5,900 on DraftKings, 6,600 on FanDuel. That's a very fair price for a guy who could see 15 plus touches, uh, total touches this week. Yeah, definitely. Nate. Um, I'm not a big Drake fan in redraft or fantasy or excuse me, dynasty. I am a big Drake fan for DFS. Um, he, he's an injury concern every week to me, but I love the play, especially at the 5,900 and the 6,600, I believe you said, um, it's a great price for a, a, a bell cows back, so to speak. And like you said, Washington may be in this game. Drake may have to play all four quarters of this game. So I love it. It's a great combination. He can put it in there with the Eckler and between the two of them, you're, you're, you're rated about 13,000 allows you to spurs on wide receivers. So my final lock of the week is Allen Robinson versus the Giants. Um, on DraftKings, 6,400. On FanDuel, 7,000 even. My thing is, every time you see a media bust, uh, you know, have a big story, the whole Allen Robinson demanding a trade, asking for a trade, he's going to get fed the ball this week. The Giants got burnt last week by the Steelers. Juju had two touchdowns. Deontay Johnson, I believe, had, believe, had six catches. Um so the, the Giants secondary just doesn't play well. Allen Robinson's going to get fed the ball. I can see Allen Robinson explode in this game. He had a decent week last week with 12-point-something points. I'm not exactly sure what it was. But this is scripted for Allen Robinson to have a decent game with a touchdown against the Giants bucket. What's your thoughts on that, Nate? Yeah, I, I like this pick. I like the uh, you know take you took there with – that media circus around him, and then, you know, the Chiefs trying to make him happy and feed him the ball as much as they can. Not the Chiefs, I apologize, the Bears there. Uh, with that dis- dis- discomfort between the two the two parties there. So I think, we, like you said, they give him the ball early and often. Like I said, the Giants' defense is pretty poor. Um, and we saw what Saquon did with, behind the offensive line. So if they're going to be in this game, they got to throw the ball. Um, I apologize. I don't know why I said that. The Bears, you know, don't have the best running game. So if they are to, you know, get this lead and stay uh, ahead of them, Allen Robinson needs to be involved in the passing game. And I think that's just where you're at. 6,400 for a PPR monster, not a bad price either. No. So with that, that's our locks. We gave you uh, each, me and Nate each gave you three locks for this week. Um, So we're going to head into our long shots. Nate, start us off with your first long shot for this week. All right, long shots here where you make your money in DraftKings or in DFS. You need to hit on some of these guys if you're going to have a successful week. And then I think we have six options here for you that are great. Uh, I'm going to start my first guy, Antonio Gibson, 
4,300, 5,100. Uh, that is DraftKings and FanDuel, respectively. Gets the Arizona Cardinals this week. Um, so I was kind of torn on this, to be honest. But I think the value is there. Um, like we said, we can assume that the, Car- the Cardinals will be up. And uh, Antonio Gibson is a much better back. You know, last week saw Bryce Love a healthy scratch. Peyton Barber then getting some kind of touches. And that is uh, not something you want to see often from a team. Uh, we saw what he did in Tampa Bay. But Antonio Gibson, you know, that talent everyone is raving about. Let's see, he had nine rushes last week, 36 yards, only two targets. I think that goes up this week. Um, I think he gets more involved. You know, week one as a, as a rookie, you can't really take that. You take it with a grain of salt. So I like this value here, 4300 and then on DraftKings and 4900 and FanDuel. Um, I apologize, 4351 against the Cardinals. You know, I know they did very well in keeping the 49ers in check last week, but, you know, this defense still is suspect. I, I, I think it was more of a fluke out of the 49ers not having much of their offense in place there and uh, going forward. So I think Gibson has himself a game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also think Gibson kind of got game scripted out of that game last week against the Eagles. It was 17 nothing in like the mid-second quarter, so they, they, they were kind of in panic mode and throwing the ball, and Barber got the goal line carries. I still see Antonio Gibson as the number one back in this offense, and as you said, his price is just, you know, you're paying 40, what was it, 40, 4,300, I'm sorry, on DraftKings, and 5,100 on FanDuel for a bell cow back that could in a game, very well, you know, going to be a tight game the whole way. Um, I love it, Nate. It's a great pick. Um, so my first long shot, I'm going with Phillip Rivers against the Minnesota Vikings. On DraftKings, 5,900, and on FanDuel, 7,100. Full disclosure, um, every every show we're going to do, we're going to do the DraftKings price first, and then the FanDuel. This way, listeners understand that it's always going to be the DraftKings price, then FanDuel. We'll kind of keep it uniform like that for everybody. But the reason I'm taking Phillip Rivers against Minnesota is just simply look what Rodgers did last week against the Minnesota Vikings. Another quarterback that had over 300 yards and four touchdowns. Minnesota's defense just got absolutely toasted. Phillip Rivers, they're coming off of a loss. They Indianapolis likes to sling the ball. Yes, they do want to feature Jonathan Taylor, I think, with Marlon Mack going down. But make no mistake, Rivers is going to have two or three touchdowns in this game. And at his price... He, he's a low quarterback. He's, he's got a low price at 5900 That allows you to go big on your receivers and your running backs in the lineup. So take that into consideration this week. Nate, what's your thoughts on Philip Rivers this week? Yeah, I think Rivers is priced in the bottom half of quarterbacks this week. And like you said, the Minnesota Vikings secondary is very porous. Uh, can be thrown on very easily. 5900 is a great value. I know he's a little more expensive in FanDuel. You said, I think, 7100 there. A um, little pricey there, but you're getting a quarterback at a somewhat decent value, at a cheap value, especially on DraftKings, who could put up three touchdowns easily um, because of this this Vikings offense. And like you said, or defense, like you said, the they want to feature Jonathan Taylor, the you know, first game, Arlen Mack's gone. But, you know, the Vikings front seven, especially their defensive line, is so much better than their, de- than their secondary that, you know, a rookie like Taylor may have struggled to find some room in the, against that front four, front seven. So I think the way to beat this Vikings team is to go through the air. And, you know, of course, that's Philip Rivers. All right. So moving on, second uh, option of mine 
This is a this is kind of a swing for a fence. Like I said, in DFS, you kind of have to do this sometimes. But I'm going Brandon Ayuk of the San Francisco 49ers the New York Jets. Uh, this could you know get it, it could get ugly early where the 49ers go up and then start running the ball. But say they don't, they, you know, get off to a slow start because they're receiving options. No George Kittle this week. Of course, Debo Samuel still out for at least three weeks. So this leaves the rookie for his debut, who was out last week, to uh, be the number one wide receiver for the 49ers. 4,300 on DraftKings, 4,900 on FanDuel, very cheap across both formats. But, you know, you get a Jets team that's, you know, one of the worst teams in the league, definitely bottom five, um, with a number one wide receiver. I don't have to really say more than that. You know, Ayuk is another type of receiver like a Debo Samuel. Uh, so we know he'll fit this offense rather well. He's a run-after-catch monster. Just get, they're going to get the ball to space. They're going to run the ball, th- screens, you know, quick slants, things of that nature. So look for Ayuk to have a decent NFL debut. Yeah, definitely. As you said, the long shot is what you're looking for here. And you're, you, you mentioned the price at 4300 4900 for possibly a wide receiver one on a team going against a very weak defense. And as you mentioned, Kittle's not playing in this game. Debo Samuel's not playing in this game. So I can see Ayuk being featured and eaten and feasting against this New York Jets defense. So my second long shot for this week is a guy who's become one of my favorite players to watch and to follow is Zach Moss of the Buffalo Bills going against the Miami Dolphins. On DraftKings, he's 4,800, and on FanDuel, he's 5,200. I just feel like this Moss-Singletary combination is kind of like the Melvin Gordon-Austin-Eckler combination that was with the Chargers for years. I think Moss is the Gordon. Singletary is going to be the Eckler. They, they, their, their attempt share was even last week. Singletary had more catches. Moss did mix in a little bit in the passing game. But I just see a game script where the Bills are up a little bit here, maybe 10 to 13 points, and them just hammering with Moss. And he could even get a garbage-time touchdown. They get down inside the goal line and get you a touchdown. And as you stated, Nate, you're swinging for the fences on this. Zach Moss, I think by the end of this season, I'm going to say earlier, I'm going to say by week five or six, he's Buffalo Bills' number one back. Yeah, and we have the Bills playing the Dolphins this week who actually feature one of the best uh, quarterback duos in the entire league. So, you know, the Bills, like you said, may get to an early lead. And then, or even if not, they won't be able to throw, you know, Josh Allen isn't the most competent thrower in the league, uh, accuracy wise, you know, arm strength wise, he's one of the best, but accuracy wise. So they may be forced to, you know, get creative and, you know, dump the ball off to say Zach Moss or run with them. And, uh, you know, he's got goal line touches and things like that. So yeah, Moss is a great play this week against Miami, in my opinion as well. So my final long shot here is a, uh, another benefactor of an injury. That's Janu Smith, Tennessee Titans versus Jacksonville. Um, we learned that AJ Brown will miss this week. So that leaves Janu Smith and the likes of like Corey Davis to catch the ball. Well, we've known what Corey Davis has done there in Tennessee for years. Absolutely nothing. So Janu Smith could be assumed to be the number one, you know, we can't say receiver, but receiver for this Titans team who, you know, Jacksonville had a great outing week one against the Colts surprised, you know, a lot of people there and won that game. Titans are a better team. Um, but we know how much Ryan Tannehill relies on the tight end there. Janu Smith had a great season last year because of this. Uh, I don't Jacksonville's defense is not what it used to be. Um, but I don't see them, you know, coming into Tennessee. Um, well, they're playing at Jacksonville. I don't see him, you know, holding on to this Titan or this Titan offense, especially, you know, put up ports, points against this defense, which is a much better defense than the Colts. So I think Janu Smith, you know, gets maybe 
let's go six receptions and grabs himself a touchdown on top of 60 yards. Uh, yeah, I love it. Johnny Smith is another guy I've been targeting in redraft and in dynasty, and I even love him in DFS. As you mentioned, I see this guy as their long-term solution at tight end. He's very athletic, fast, great hands, runs great routes. As a DFS play and at 4,200 and 4,900, it's an absolute steal, as you mentioned, with A.J. Brown being out of the lineup. Uh, Tannehill look early, often for Johnny Smith, and I totally love the take on six receptions and a touchdown. I can see that happening. So my final long shot for this week is C.D. Lamb going against the Falcons. He's 4,700 on DraftKings, 5,200 on FanDuel. As I mentioned, this Atlanta Falcons defense is garbage, okay? It's uh, Dak Prescott's going to feast on this team. I can on, and, and I said when I mentioned about Prescott being a lock, I could see each receiver getting a touchdown. I think they want to kind of feed C.D. Lamb a little more in the passing game to really get a grasp on what he can do when they do come up against division rivals like the Eagles and stuff like that and bigger opponents. Um CD the CD Lamb at the price forty seven hundred as your third receiver, and if you know it allows you to grab guys like Allen Robinson and stuff like that and make a really good lineup. Always look for a player that's at a decent price going against a really weak defense. So Nate, what's your take on CD Lamb there? Yeah, you pretty much hit everything on the head there. Five receptions on six targets last week for fifty nine yards. This Falcons defense. This has uh, the makings of one of the could be one of the highest scoring games of the week. So the balls be slung around the Falcons offense last week was clicking on all cylinders as, as well. So uh, I apologize about that. Um, uh, Click on all cylinders. So they can come against this, uh, this Cowboys defense, throw the ball, score some points. That means Dak Prescott company, including CD lamb. will have to keep up with them. Uh, like you said, th- a touchdown for each of the receivers is nope is not out of the question. I think uh, it's very it's very doable, and Lamb could get his first NFL touchdown this week. Yeah, uh, something I want to hit on there, Nate, that you brought up that I, I'd like to you know divulge as a, as a good little nugget for everybody. Always look at the over-under in games and, and try to make a lineup towards those games that have the higher over-under. These Vegas, these Sharks, they know what they're doing. When they're putting these lines out there, they know these games are going to be high scoring. So kind of look for that. Look for players on the cheap that are in a game that, you know, the over-under may be 51 points or something like that. So just a nugget I want to throw in there. Nate, sorry for interrupting you before you did your defense, but go ahead and give us your defense for the week. All right. So since I hung my hat on my defensive success last week, I'm going to try to keep it rolling with a rather cheap defense here. Not as cheap as Washington was last week. But I'm going against Washington this week, Arizona Cardinals versus Washington. I know I gave Antonio Gibson as a player to watch, but $3,000 on DraftKings and 3600 on FanDuel. Um, you know, Dwayne Haskins still has, you know, actually problems. He's going to turn the ball over. There's no doubt about that. You have, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins who started, well, I don't know, about seven games now, six games in his career, turning the ball over. You have, uh, you know, your lead running back is a rookie. Your wide receivers are second-year players. It's just, it's a very young team, you know, not much experience there. Um, so I think that, you know, there could be several turnovers, and I'm banking my head on that, that, you know, the Cardinals, who have a competent front seven, can get to Haskins, get some sacks there for some points, uh, limit Washington, and I think they win this game, and I think they uh, do so with some takeovers in defense. 
Yeah, Nate, you're not going to get much debate or anything uh, or disagreement from me on your defenses anymore, especially after you took Washington last week and they they killed it with 18 points. So, um, yeah, I love the take with the Cardinals. You're the man. I'm going to give it to you right now. You're the champ with picking the defenses. Hopefully my defense this week can rival your defense. Yeah, so let's hope uh, I don't let you guys down now with that hype up there. No, yeah, now you got to keep it rolling <laughs> every week, Nate. you got to be the defensive guru. So for, for my defense this week, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Carolina. There are 2,900 on uh, DraftKings and 3,800 on FanDuel. Uh, this is just a player I'm like Carolina outside of Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. They couldn't get started last week against the Raiders. The Buccaneers are coming off of a loss where another story in the media with Bruce Arians kind of challenging Brady's uh, determination and stuff like that. Don't get it twisted. Brady's going to fire up that team and that defense and guys like Shaq Barrett and stuff like that. I just feel like the Carolina Panthers, they're a great fantasy team. They're not a good football team. Um, I think the Buccaneers can score a defensive touchdown real easy on on this Carolina offense. The Buccaneers defense is – Better than what people will give them. They have some great players on that team. And this Carolina offensive line's really poor. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater isn't, you know, my quarterback of choice. I think he has turnover potential, you know, sack, uh, things like that. And besides Christian McCaffrey, you don't have much going on that team. I know Robbie Anderson had himself a game last week. And, you know, DJ Moore is slow out of the gate. So who knows if he'll get clicking. But, yeah, Tampa Bay here at 2900 is a great value as well. Yeah, so that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, me and Nate gave you gave you each three. Each of us gave you three locks, three long shots, and a defense. We went over last week's teams, which we'll do next week. We'll go over uh, me and Nate's locks and long shots from this week. Um, I didn't mention in the beginning, this is Nick, a.k.a. the Fantasy Mechanic. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic, as well as on Twitter at FB Mechanic. Nate, let the people know once again where they can find you. All right. All right, guys, remember, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Also, visit WeKnowFantasy.com for some great fantasy football content. We have daily content coming out. We have five podcasts a week now. Uh, you know, at least one article, at most times two articles coming out every single day. So if you want to miss out, check that website out now. Yeah, definitely, guys. I, we can't emphasize enough. You got to check out the articles. We have some tr- great contributors who have been working hard putting putting articles out for you to help you win your leagues and your dfs so thank you for joining us we hope that this this dfs special has given you insight and information to make great dfs lineups so until next week 